0: Navigate the journey to becoming a great lawyer with expert guidance on topics that range from trial skills to corner office management. Here you will learn how to tap into your potential for legal greatness. I'm Andrew Smiley, and this is The Mentor, ESQ. Hello, everyone. Welcome to uh, today's episode of The Mentor, ESQ. Thank you so much for joining me and for listening to the podcast. And uh, everyone's journey in life, and we talk about journeys throughout this podcast, is likely to encounter a moment of crisis or a time of crisis. The crisis can be a personal one. Uh, You can suffer the loss of a loved one. You can suffer the loss of a business partner, a law partner, a valued staff member, associate, paralegal. Uh, there could be things going on in the world or in your specific business uh, that creates a time of crisis. And it's really important that as best as you can, not only are you prepared for a potential crisis to hit you and your business and your law practice, um, but that at the time of the crisis, not only are you prepared for it, but that you're ready to manage it and to manage yourself, to manage your law firm, your team, your employees, your family uh, through a time of crisis. And right now, this uh, podcast episode is being recorded in early April of 2020, and we are in the midst of a worldwide crisis, a truly unprecedented crisis, at least unprecedented in all of our lifetimes, uh, where we have the coronavirus pandemic uh, taking over the world. And everybody listening to this podcast, if you're listening to it now, uh, in April of 2020, uh, is being affected by this. Uh, We have listeners in Australia and Japan, Europe and Canada, and this crisis is affecting all of us around the world. That is one of the reasons it's so unprecedented. And it's affecting everybody, everybody in their business, everybody's families, uh, their well-beings, their professional lives, It's hitting us all. And what I'd like to do in this podcast is talk about how um, I have prepared as best as possible myself and my law firm for times of crisis, and how I suggest that you prepare yourself and your business and your law practice for a time of crisis. And specifically what we're doing now during this coronavirus, coronavirus crisis uh, and how uh, we're getting through it as best we can, the steps that we are taking to manage the crisis, the steps that I personally am taking to manage myself, my family, my staff, my employees, and my business through this crisis. And hopefully some of this information can help you during this time, uh, if you're in the midst of it listening, uh, and how to handle everything, and you can pick up some pointers, as well as for future crises, uh, so that if, God forbid, something like this or a different type of crisis hits you or your family and your business and your law firm in the future, you'll be in a better position to be prepared for it, to handle it, and to manage it. So the first thing that I'd like to talk about is what's going on with me and my firm uh, to put a little bit of color commentary and perspective into where this information is coming from. I think, as you know, because if you're listening to this podcast, there's a good chance you've listened to previous episodes, Uh, I am the manager of a small personal injury law firm based in Midtown Manhattan, uh, right in the heart of New York City, which at the moment is the global epicenter of this coronavirus pandemic. Uh, It is really, really crazy times. New York City is on lockdown. All non-essential businesses are closed. People are home. Uh, Normally, gridlock roads of cars and people everywhere are empty like a ghost town. And then surrounding all of our major hospitals in New York, it's like a war zone uh, with uh, morgues and refrigerated trucks outside of the hospital for the bodies, uh, with people uh, being dragged in uh, to the hospital and put on ventilators and doctors dropping like flies. And it's just it's a really scary uh, and crazy time for everybody, and especially in the heart of New York City. So this is is striking us uh, right at the core of our business and our family lives, me and everybody I'm connected to, professionally and personally. So I'm recording this podcast right now remotely uh, from uh, my home in Connecticut, uh, which is removed from New York City, uh, and I'm able to social distance up here, and um, our law firm has gone totally remote, and One of the ways we were able to do this in a good way and being prepared for it was by being informed. And I think it's important in everything we do as lawyers uh, is to be informed and especially if you're in a management position that you be informed. So I have followed this pandemic since it started in China. I've listened to the New York Times Daily podcast. I've read as much as possible and I've seen this pandemic slowly working its way Uh, out of China and towards the United States. I had conversations with people about how to prepare for it. Uh, My wife was uh, very involved talking about how we prepare for our family and our business, getting food, getting ready to go remote. And people thought I was a little bit crazy when over a month ago I started making runs to BJ's and Costco to stock up on food. And my staff all thought I was crazy when I started ordering remote laptops and making sure that every single staff member and lawyer in my firm had the ability to work remotely. And if they didn't, we got them a laptop and I got my IT person involved uh, so that we would be prepared exactly uh, if we had to go remote. And I remember everyone saying, do you really think that's gonna happen? And I I said, yeah, there's a really good chance. My thought being in New York City was the first thing they were gonna do is close the subways. And uh, amazingly, they never did that uh, because everyone was told to stay at home. But my concern was once the subways closed, we wouldn't be able to get to the office. So the first thing that uh, I implemented for my firm, and I recommend uh, if you haven't already, you're a little bit late and most people are starting to figure this out. But you absolutely must have the ability for your business, uh, your law practice, your law firm to be fully remote and virtual. You have to have the ability to scan every document. All important items need to be on a server, you need to be not just paper files, but stored uh, on computer servers and hard drives. And you need to have the ability to tap in to your systems that you would normally have in a law office. And law firms are generally a little old school. We're, you know, we're generally a little bit behind the curve. We're not a tech firm uh, like a Google Uh, or uh, many of these up-and-coming younger firms where most people do everything remote anyway. There are a lot of businesses. Law firms usually aren't that type. We're uh, hands-on, people-engaged, in-person meetings, um, connected type of business. So it's harder to go remote, and most people don't think about it. But we've been able to do so, and we've been able to do it quite successfully so that during this crisis, we have now, uh, I'd say we're pretty much at 95% of being able to accomplish as a firm work-wise what we would normally do physically in the office uh, by doing it remote. And I wanna share with you now uh, some uh, some tools that we use so that if you're having a hard time now figuring out how best to go remote, uh, you can use these. And for the future, I recommend using these, um, these tools. So the first thing that we're doing is um, We are using Zoom video. Uh, Currently, there's a lot of talk about whether or not it's secure or not, uh, but uh, I have found for our practice uh, that Zoom video is working extremely well, and uh, we're using it not only to communicate with each other in the law firm, uh, but to communicate with our clients, to communicate with our adversaries, uh, and to handle other related matters Uh, such as mediations and arbitrations. Zoom seems to be the most preferred platform. And uh, if you don't have it yet, you just go to the website, it's zoom.us, and you can take a look around. You can get the basic setup for free and the business setup uh, cost is is pretty nominal uh, per month so that you have the ability to video conference and audio conference with anybody anywhere around the world. All you need is a internet connection, and a webcam. Uh, Almost every recently made and purchased laptop has built in um, webcams and microphones so they're ready to go with it. Uh, All iPhones and most Android phones, I believe, can all use the Zoom platform because they have the cameras built in. And if you have an old school computer, all you need to do is make sure you plug into the USB drive, um, a webcam and a microphone and you'll be good to go with an internet connection. So we use Zoom and uh, we use it to communicate with each other quite effectively. Uh, one of the things that I would recommend you do is that if you're using Zoom for business purposes, that you create a backdrop uh, that is uh, either uh, as vanilla as possible or is, looks like a business or maybe a photo of your office or a random photo of maybe a courthouse you can find online, uh, as opposed to the backdrop being where you are in your home working remotely. Because, um, you know, you don't want business people, clients, and others to be looking into your home. Uh, you want them to view you as they would view you professionally. So. If you have a home office and it looks like an office or just books on a shelf, that's lovely and do that. But if you're in your kitchen or your bedroom or your living room uh, and you have people moving around in the background, family members, children, pets, it's just not too professional. It's fine if you're doing uh, Zoom uh, meetings with friends or uh, family members uh, for that. But uh, for business purposes, I strongly recommend putting in a background. It's very easy to do with the Zoom app. You can upload, uh, they have some preset backgrounds, you can upload images. I personally have found a, a photograph of my uh, office that was taken a while ago and I've just uploaded that. So now when I speak with people, it really looks like I'm in my office for the most part and uh, it makes a difference. Dress appropriately, dress with a, if you are uh, normally wear a suit, you could put a button down on or a nice sweater uh, but you know, it's important that you dress so you look professionally uh, and that it doesn't look like you're just working out of the bedroom in your apartment or your house. So, that's a recommendation I, I make for using Zoom. Uh, also, we use a product called Log Me In L O G M E I N. Log Me In is a service that you can download uh, on. A computer that's remote as well as onto a computer that's in your office. And it allows you to tap in over the internet from anywhere in the world so that you're actually sitting at your computer in the office. And you could uh, do everything that you would normally do as if you're actually sitting at your office. You're controlling your desktop and office computer. So we use that quite frequently uh, to tap into our office computers and get information that we need. And uh, you can be remote and sit at the log me in, uh, open up the app, and it's just like you're working at your desk. So you don't have to feel like you have to have everything on your desk computer, on your home computer. You can virtually tap in, and that's found to be a really good app, log me in. Another product that we use for remote learning that I find to be very helpful uh, is a scanning app. Uh, you want the ability to be able to scan something you have remotely, uh, whether it's a document you receive or it's mail or uh, anything that you need to virtually get to somebody. Uh, you want to be able to scan it into a PDF and be able to email it. There's lots of free apps available. They're quite good. Uh, one app that I have found is working quite well. Uh, that uh, I use. is called Genius Scan. You can find it uh, in the App Store. It's free. You basically use your phone like a camera, and it hovers over whatever it is you want to scan, and uh, it takes the snapshot of it, and it converts it into a PDF. You can do multi-pages. You can email it right from there, and that makes uh, it really easy to send uh, documents to whoever needs them. So I find that between the Zoom, the Log Me In, and the scanning app, Uh, We can really conduct business as if we're in the office sitting at our desks. Uh, The lawyers in my firm, our paralegals, receptionists, uh, office manager are all using all of that technology quite efficiently. Um, Then you have to decide what you're doing as far uh, as getting your mail and doing your banking. Uh, which is often uh, things that are done in person in your office. In my law firm, we receive mail every day, we sort the mail, we send it around in a mail folder for everybody to pull what they need, we scan the mail, Um, we have phone calls that come into our office, Uh, we do a lot of marketing and advertising, so we have people calling us with new cases um, and we need to intake that information. So how do you do that? How do you do that if you're not physically at your office? Well, we use an answering service uh, that we've used prior to this crisis that when we are not in the office, we forward our main uh, business phone numbers uh, to the service, and it's a 24-hour answering service, and they work amazingly well. And I'm going to give this information to you as a recommendation. They're called Professional Communications Messaging Service, Inc., known as PCMSI. Their website is PCMSI.com. And what this company, PCMSI, will do is all you have to do is forward your phone line to them. And they have a call center staffed uh, 24-7. And anybody in the world can use them. And their call centers uh, are people uh, ready to answer the phone. You can give them a script. So if you happen to call our office and wanna check it out, uh, someone will answer the phone uh, through the service and they will say, uh, hello, uh, this is so-and-so, thank you for calling Smiley and Smiley, the home of Smiley Law, how may I help you? And they actually have a script and it opens up on their screen every time a call comes through to our office that they're in charge of answering and they read from their script. They know that uh, if it's a marketing call, they have a whole list we gave them of questions to ask, such as, um, how did you hear about us? Who referred you to us? Uh, What are your injuries? Uh, Did the police respond? Uh, Did the ambulance respond? Give us some details. Uh, What information do we ask them to take down, such as phone numbers, email address? So you can really tailor the answering service to answer the calls just as you want, and then, They can email you the calls once they come in. So we get every message once it comes in emailed to us. You can get an email to everybody you want in the office. You can get an email just to your receptionist. You can get an email just to the person who the message is for. They're really flexible and dynamic. You can have, uh, let them know if it's an emergency to patch them through to you, and they'll call you on your cell and conference you right in. So these are all tools that are really great to use. So we would just use the service after hours and on weekends. And the minute that this crisis hit and we knew we weren't going to be in the office, we notified the answering service that we're going to be using them and to let everybody know that we're open and they're taking the messages and relaying them to us. And we get all of our calls now. And we worked out a system of how we're going to handle them. And we look at the emails and we return those calls. So that's a real easy thing to do. And I strongly recommend, uh, if not that service, PCMSI.com, then find a call service. It's gonna make your lives a lot easier to centralize those calls. Firms that are larger, maybe more advanced, have the ability to have uh, their their lines forwarded right to their cell phone uh, or uh, call centers in-house. So there are all different ways you can do it. If you're a solo practitioner, Just have your calls forwarded to your cell phone if you want. You can also have them forwarded to the service. The pricing is very reasonable, so I recommend it. Uh, Again, you don't want to be stuck with your personal cell phone now truly becoming your business cell phone, ringing at all hours. Uh, It might make things a little burdensome for you. And I'm going to talk about that momentarily, about how to manage your time and your schedule so that you don't become overwhelmed. Uh, Having a call service uh, is one way to keep you certainly from getting overwhelmed. With phone calls. Uh, as far as mail, um, you can do mail forwarding. All you have to do is go online to the United States Postal Service and you can have your mail forwarded uh, once it comes in. They offer a priority service. You can pay a little extra money, and uh, they will send you once a week a priority envelope with all of your mail in there. So decide who you want to get the mail and send it uh, in mail forwarding. That's a great way to get it. Um, is mail forwarding. Uh, If you are in an area that uh, a staff member can get to the office to get the mail without compromising themselves, then you can have someone get the mail, pick it up, scan it all, send it around to everybody. So those are options. But you need these things. You need to get your mail. You need to get your phone calls. You need to have access to all of your documents and files and computers and software to be able to work remotely and to keep moving, to keep moving. That's the goal. You don't want to stall. You don't want to stop. You don't want to crash down during times of crisis. It's important that you keep moving forward during times of crisis as best as possible. At this point, I'm going to give you all a code. Uh, If you're listening uh, to this podcast for CLE credit, continuing legal education credit, uh, I'm pleased to tell you that thanks to the New York State Academy of Trial Lawyers, The New York State Academy of Trial Lawyers is an organization I'm very involved in. I'm a past president of it. And the New York State Academy of Trial Lawyers offers free CLE to all of its members year round. And during this crisis time, uh, the organization has stepped up and is offering free CLE to everybody, members or non-members. So, if you're listening to this podcast and you'd like to get CLE credit for it, just go to the link uh, about the CLE in the description of this podcast, and you're going to enter a code. And the code is now. I'm going to give it to you. M T R one six seven. That's the verification code. Again, the code is M. TR167, the M is in mentor, T is in Thomas, R is in Roger, MTR167, that's the code, the verification code you'll have to enter into the form that the CLE link in the description will take you to, so you might as well get some CLE credit uh, for this. And I encourage you to check out the New York State Academy of Trial Lawyer website uh, to see the whole list of CLEs that they have because uh, they have tons of CLEs. It's a great resource. So everything is free right now uh, on that website. As far as CLE, uh, whether you're a member or not, and I encourage everyone, once you see the benefit of it, uh, to become a member. And the website for the New York State Academy of Trial Lawyers is trialacademy.org, T-R-I-A-L-A-C-A-D-E-M-Y.org. Again, you'll find that link in the description. That's the verification code. So once you have your banking set up, uh, oh, I didn't get to the banking yet. So we talked about mail. Let's talk about banking. It's the last thing, the last piece of the puzzle uh, that I want to address as far as making sure you can have the office working remotely. How are you going to deal with your banking? Payroll, paying vendors, uh, paying your staff, uh, filing fees, paying your bills, paying your rent, receiving money. Uh, We have to pay... Uh, not only do we have to write checks, but we have to receive monies. We have to receive settlement checks. We have to deposit those into our account, get it to clear escrow, issue payments to clients. Uh, There's a lot of banking that law firms are involved with and it becomes very difficult to do that when you are working remotely. So what we have done is in advance, I had my office manager that does all the banking take a stack of checks home from all of our accounts, make sure, uh, that, uh, she had a printer with her so that she could run checks, uh, and envelopes, went to the post office and got stamps so, uh, that checks could be mailed as much as possible. We reached out to our bank. Our bank was able to provide us with a scanner, uh, that is, uh, that is uh, the bank's uh, affiliated scanner, I guess for lack of a better word, it's not a regular scanner, but it's one uh, pre-approved and used by our bank. We use Signature Bank in New York and I'm sure most banks have something like this. And we had the scanner delivered to uh, our office manager's apartment. And so we have all checks now forwarded Uh, by overnight mail if we can. We get those checks forwarded uh, to our law firm care of our office manager at her home address. She gets the checks. She can scan them and deposit them into the bank. Most big banks, We'll also have scanning deposits that you could probably even use your iPhone or other types of scanners. So you can scan and deposit checks once they're in the account and they clear. Uh, If you have the ability remotely to print out and send checks, you can do that. Uh, But what we've been doing as much as possible is taking advantage of wiring funds. So you want to make sure you have with you at all times, save somewhere where you can get remotely your bank account wiring information. If not, make sure you find it from your bank, they can get it to you. And uh, anybody that you have to send money to, ask them for their wiring information because you can do all of that remotely. So you can receive funds and you could uh, send funds uh, by bank wire and you don't have to worry about printing out checks or receiving checks. So as many times as you're gonna get checks, reach out to all of the people and vendors and companies you normally receive checks from and now ask them if they can wire you funds. I've been getting a lot of emails from companies that we work with asking us to don't send checks but to wire funds and that's the right way to do it. So you need to try and get your banking squared away, convert most of those bills you may print out in QuickBooks and send on its own uh, by mail. See if you can convert that to automatic bill pays or at least online bill pays. Again, everything you can can remove from the physical need and put it into the computer and do it, that's going to help you in running your business. So I think that by the time you get your office set up remotely where everybody has access to your files, you have Zoom conferencing, you have your phones taken care of, you get your mail and you can do your banking, you should be good to go. and You should be ready to, to try and start working on a, uh, a schedule uh, of a business day and, uh, um, and uh, get business back as best as you can on the type of footing you'd have as if you were in your office. Um, I just want to say one more thing about banking. It's important that you have a good relationship with your bank. Um, As I mentioned, we use Signature Bank. Uh, We have a really good relationship now for many years with our bank. Um, And uh, we get our credit line through them. We do all of our banking through them. So in a time of crisis, the people that you're used to working with, they're not strangers, they can help you through the crisis. That's how we spoke with them. We, We arranged to get the scanner. So now's the time you're going to find out how good your relationship is with your bank. If uh, the bigger banks may not be as good, it may be a reason to go to a smaller bank. If you're calling and getting frustrated because you can't get the same person on the phone all the time, you may want to consider moving banks. We made a move a long time ago from Chase Bank because I found it was just impossible to get through to anybody and get matters dealt with in the way that we needed to. So we found a smaller bank uh, as, as far as uh, the people we dealt with in Signature Bank, and we have a good relationship. So now may be the time to get a better relationship or learn about your relationship, but coming through this, which we all will, we will come through this crisis, and being prepared for the next crisis, you will see the importance of having a good relationship with your bank. All right. Now, you're set up to work remotely, so now I wanna talk about the importance of communication during a time of crisis. It is important that you keep that flow of communication going uh, between yourself, your colleagues, your employees, your staff members. And what I mean by that is think about how you would communicate when there's no crisis. In my law firm, we see each other most of the time all day long. Uh, As lawyers, we'll pop into each other's office, we say good morning to each other when we come in, we say good night when we leave. I pop by different people's desks throughout the day, they come into my office through the day. We have that interaction. And it's really, really important to keep that interaction going. Because if you lose that interaction, it could really affect your business, it could affect your morale, personal morale, your employees' morale. And so it's important that you keep communication going. And that everybody knows that you're there and you're checking in. Uh, It's important to do the video conferences so that you can see each other, not just talk on the phone. It's important that we as people stay connected as much as possible during times of crisis. We all need to support each other. Everyone's going through tough times, especially now. People have loved ones in hospitals. People are stuck in their homes or their apartments. Uh, People are feeling stress. The human contact is important. So what I've implemented with my law firm, uh, there's a total of eight of us. There's four lawyers uh, and uh, two paralegals receptionists and an office manager. So we have weekly Zoom video conferences. Uh, once a week, I've set the time that uh, everybody knows to be join in, I send the link around, and we see each other. it's a check-in time all of us are on the screen we look at each other we check in we talk about the week we congratulate each other on getting through another week we make sure everybody's okay we talk about whatever it is we want to talk about and we have that connection it's really important to do that you could check in and personally make sure those of your staff members colleagues partners lawyers Um, Some of them may be alone, make sure they're all right. Uh, Some may have uh, elderly people they're taking care of, check in on everybody. And then you can talk business if you'd like as well during that conference. Um, I do one-on-one video conferences with the lawyers in my firm. We talk about things with each other, we check in personally, we check in and talk about cases like we'd normally do. I think about how you may pop into someone else's office during the day, try and have that, but by video. we do a weekly attorney meeting. So the four lawyers in my firm, uh, we get on a video call, the four of us, and we talk about the cases we're working on, what we're trying to do to move things forward. We check in on each other and see how we're doing. So it's really important that you have that, um, that, uh, that physical uh, view of each other, the video interaction with each other, so that you can see each other and you can support each other. This is also during a time of crisis, it's an important time to show what you've got, to step up, no matter what your role is in your business, in your law practice, in your firm. Now, in any time of crisis, you wanna step it up, you wanna step up your game. Now for me, as the managing lawyer and an owner of my law firm, uh, I have to step up my game and be a leader. Everyone in my firm is looking at me for guidance, is looking to make sure they can continue working, is looking to make sure they have all the tools they need. Uh, I am getting swamped by everybody with their emails on questions about how to use LogMeIn or how to get this letter drafted properly and emailed and scanned. So people reach out to me from my firm all day long and I have to be there for them and I wanna be there for them. I have to step it up and show them Uh, that uh, we're in it together, that I'm supporting everybody, that I'm giving them the tools they need. I have also been uh, reassuring everybody in my firm that I'm doing everything I can to make sure things will continue as normal as possible during this time of crisis, that they will continue to get paid regularly, that their job is secure, uh, that I'm here for them, and I've encouraged them to step up their work I thank everybody for their hard work each week. Uh, Every milestone we hit, another day, another week pass by. Keep it up, team. Great work. I check in with everybody. So I've got to step up my game and be a leader during this time. So what if you're an associate in a firm? What if you're a paralegal in a law firm? Uh, What if you're a partner but not a managing partner? and You're normally doing your own thing or you're out trying cases. Uh, What can you do to step up during a time of crisis? Well, there's a lot you can do, and a time of crisis is the best time to show everybody uh, in your firm, and especially those that may be in a supervisory position to you or partners with you, show them what your value is. Show them that you're there for them in a crisis, that you'll step it up, that you're not gonna uh, disappear when needed. You're gonna keep doing your job, and you're gonna do it even better than you would if you were there in person. Yeah, maybe you're always in court and now you don't have trials, so you can't be used there, but you're going to show how you can be valuable in other ways. You're going to find ways to show your value. Maybe you're going to just step it up and check in with everybody once a day and be a leader and let people know you're there for them. Maybe you're going to find other streams of business during this time. Maybe you're going to network. Whatever it is, now's the time to show your value. Uh, my firm, we have an associate <laughs> that was hired right as this pandemic was hitting. Uh, Michael Solomon, his first day in the office uh, was Monday, March 16th. And uh, he got to see his new office and we welcomed him. He was very excited to hang his plaques on the wall. The very next day we went remote. He has not been back to his office in almost four weeks. So uh, how does he show his value? He's a new lawyer in the firm. Well, he's showing it because he's uh, been on video conferences with me and the other lawyers. He's handling the assignments I send him. He's getting them done. He's showing what an asset he is to the firm. And if he can be an asset during a time of crisis like this where we're working remotely and he can't even go to court for us, then, you know, once we get past this crisis, I feel good as his uh, supervisor, a managing lawyer to know, wow, this, this is the type of person who's stepping it up in a time of crisis remotely He's going to be even better in person and when we get back on track in in the courtroom, in the office. Uh, I have paralegals that are just stepping up their game. They're doing things that it's like they're sitting at their desk. They're getting documents prepared, letters sent out, making phone calls. Um, My office manager seamlessly taking care of all the financial issues, and our receptionist is taking care of getting those messages from the answering service, returning all the calls, intaking new matters into our computer system. So you need to step up in a time of crisis. You need to show your value, step it up. By doing that, during times of crisis, you will, get, uh, you, you will gain loyalty, I, as a manager partner, I can see now who's loyal to our firm during these times. That's going to go a long way once we get through this crisis. I know who I can trust. Uh, You can, as an employee, you can show your value. You can help uh, maybe moving upwards, coming through this crisis. If you're the person that's stepped up, you'll get that promotion. You'll get the better uh, position. Uh, You'll get a raise you'll be the one that if uh, people have to be let go Won't be let go because when the meeting happens to talk about who stays and who goes you'll be the one that has stepped it up Um, And that that's a way that you can show um, What you're worth during a time of crisis, so you need to do that The other thing is how How to put yourself in a position? How can you be a leader? How can you step up your game in a time of crisis when it seems like the world is literally crumbling around you, where you may have uh, family members suffering, uh, where you could have suffered the loss of a loved one or a loss of a colleague or a confidant? How can you step it up during those times? Well, it's hard. It's really hard to do. No doubt a time of crisis such as this is a time to dig deep. And you have to find a way to take care of yourself before you can start stepping up and taking care of others. Sort of like when you're on a plane, there's a reason that they tell you if you're traveling with children and the oxygen mask dropped down, you got to put the oxygen mask on yourself first before you put it on those who you're responsible for. Only when you make sure that you are taking care of yourself and that you are in a good place can you step up your game. So I wanna share with you what I've been doing because it's been a challenge. I have to tell you, many of you I'm sure experiencing the same thing I have been in these last several weeks. Um, And I know it because uh, people have shared with me they're experiencing the same thing is that we've been busier than ever because it's crisis time. You're not just focused on a case. You're not just preparing for a deposition. You're not just working on a research project or or, or, or preparing pleadings or motions or documents. Uh, You are working at a time of crisis where you have to be taking care of others. You're worried about your loved ones. Uh, You're worried about Uh, If you're managing a law firm, you're worried about cash flow. You're worried about keeping your staff members afloat and on board and employed. Uh, You're in organizations. You have duties to, you have responsibilities outside of the uh, of your business that you have to deal with the crisis going on there. So my phone and my email just hasn't stopped all day long. And you know, my wife, my daughter and my home, They've said to me over the last week or so, you know, Andrew, you've got to take a breath, man. You know, you're, you're really getting pulled in 10 different ways between your firm and your organizations and the podcast and everything else, the marketing and the budgeting. You have to take a breather. So I took a breath and I realized, that's right, I have to. What do I do normally? How do I maintain um, my well-being as a lawyer? And generally, when it's not a crisis time and I'm at the office, is I I like to exercise. I find it's very important, and one of my primary ways of exercise and well-being is yoga and meditation. I will sneak out for an hour during the day, usually around 12 or 1 o'clock, and go to Equinox and take a yoga class. And no matter what I'm in the midst of, whatever I'm doing in my computer, as busy as I am, if I can do it, if I'm not in court and it's an office day, I will just have a hard stop, And I will tell everyone I'm running, I grab my yoga clothes, I run to the gym, and uh, I put my phone in the locker, and I practice meditation and yoga at a class for about an hour, take a quick shower, grab a salad, get back to my desk. And it is a time to separate from work, from everybody, from the office, and just give it to myself, get some exercise, get a sweat in, have some mental health and well-being, and I come back and I'm recharged. So I need to find a way to do that now uh, where I don't have the ability to leave my house and take that hour break. Instead, I've been working through lunch. So I've made it a point, I've gone into my Google Calendar, my Outlook Calendar, and I've put in a hard stop for, and I've put in there, uh, lunch break well-being. So from 12 to one o'clock, as best as I can, unless something urgent comes up, I'm gonna turn my phone down, I'm gonna leave it in my area that I've set up my office, and leave my computer and go just take a break, see my family, take a walk outside, take a online virtual yoga class, uh, which I'm gonna try actually for the first time today. I've set it up so from 12 to one, I can go and do a a a yoga practice session. Uh, One of the benefits if you're into health and wellness, which I recommend you must do to be a, a great lawyer and to be great at whatever it is you choose to do, you have to take care of yourself. Uh, one of the benefits of a crazy time like this is more and more uh, ways to exercise, meditate, yoga, workout is online. You could do one on one training sessions with Zoom links, you could take yoga classes, cycling classes, running classes. So I encourage everybody you just have to make that time. You have to reduce your stress. Otherwise, your health can deteriorate, your mental well-being could deteriorate, and you will not be able to manage yourself properly during this crisis, and you won't be able to step up your game during this crisis. So it's important you set a schedule, try and keep to it. When you get up, take your shower, get dressed, get ready for your day to start like a normal day. Don't stay in your pajamas just because nobody can see you. It's important that you put on work mode and it's equally important that you turn off work mode at the end of the day. Uh, just because you're not in the office, you still have to try and keep regular hours for your sanity. No one to turn it on, no one to turn it off. I have told my staff when your work shift day would normally end, whether it's five or five thirty or six, you may close your computer. Um, But from the time that your work day is supposed to start uh, until it ends, you are expected to be available by phone and by your computer. So try and do that. Set a schedule for yourself. Um, Find a designated place to work that is separate from where you sleep, that is separate from where you eat. It may be difficult if you live in a small studio apartment. Then just pick an area but try and really separate your workspace from your other living space. The idea here is to find a separation between work and home when you are at home. That's really hard to do, but I encourage you to do it. All right, now you've got your remote system set up so you can do everything remotely. You've got your personal schedule set up so you can be healthy, you can be mentally engaged when you need to be, you can be focused. You can step up your game, so now what do you do? Now what do you do that you have these pieces in place, but things are going strange, work has stopped? Well, the first thing you need to do is assess your situation. You need to start making some business assessments and decisions. It's what we call triage, what they call it in the hospital when you show up in the emergency room. Uh, The doctors and nurses and the staff there, they do a triage, they assess you, they see how you are doing, where you're doing okay, what parts of you need attention so that they can give you the attention that you need. So you need to triage your business situation, especially if, like me, you're in charge of running a staff and your law firm. You need to see the state of affairs and what's going on. Uh, with your business in light of the crisis. And now in light of the coronavirus pandemic, in my law firm, the situation is a tough one. The courts, the New York State courts, for the most part in New York are closed. They are only open for essential business. So that essential business for the most part does not apply to personal injury law firms. It does not apply to civil litigation. What is happening here in New York State, in courts throughout the state, is that they, the courts have decided to prioritize, and they've prioritized criminal matters. They have prioritized family matters with children involved and custody issues. They prioritize surrogate surrogate courts with death matters, Uh, but criminal matters are are the the biggest priority right now. Uh, People that are awaiting uh, arraignments, trials, people that are in custody. And because the physical courthouses are mostly closed because of the uh, physical space needed, the separation, and we have a courthouse, one of the busiest in the country is in downtown Brooklyn. The physical courthouse has been shut down because court officers came down with coronavirus, so there's nobody in that courthouse. So what the courts are doing is they're setting up virtual courthouses, which is basically a a judge and maybe a clerk uh, that have the ability to go remote, maybe by Zoom, or maybe they can find a secure place in a courthouse to go to where the files are all uh, designated to one courtroom in each courthouse and deal with the essential matters. But other than that, nothing's getting done in the court system, certainly not for my business. And it's very frustrating to the plaintiffs, lawyers, to the defense lawyers. Nobody can work and move their case. Um, E-filing has been stopped, which means in the state courts, we cannot file new cases. We cannot file stipulations. We cannot file motions. And we're wondering, why has that happened? Why has the e-filing stopped? Because it's all electronic. But we've learned that the state court system uh, is not up to speed. And even though we're e-filing, those e-filings go into a computer in the courthouse where they print out documents, where they have the clerks, and there's no remote access to all of that. So we can't move a thing in our cases in the court system. And that's a problem. As a plaintiff's lawyer, I can't file any new cases. Uh, I can't move cases. I can't try a case. Uh, There's no jury trials. Um, we can 't bring things to a head, which means in case in case if i can 't get a case settled, we have no income uh, for defense lawyers uh, that are billing uh, they can 't move their cases so they can 't bill and get paid and earn an income For lawyers that do other areas of practice, um, their business is slowing down because people aren 't reaching out and choosing to spend their money on lawyers right now unless it 's dire and urgent so as lawyers throughout the world, throughout the country, and certainly in New York State, and especially in New York City where we are the epicenter here, um, there's a real slowdown in work. So managing a law firm, I have to acknowledge that, and I have to realize that steps have to be taken to try and keep money flowing, to have the ability to pay our bills, to have the ability to pay our staff, And so I need to do a triage of all of the things that relate to my business so that I can decide if I need to cut in areas where I can cut, where I have to cut, where I don't need to cut, um, and really start to assess the situation. At this time, I'm going to give the uh, second uh, time for a verification code for those listening for CLE credit. The verification code is M. MTR 167, like mentor, MTR 167. Again, the verification code is MTR 167. There's a link in the description notes to take you to where you can submit the code and submit the form. uh, Thanks to the New York State Academy of Trial Lawyers for free to get credit uh, for listening uh, to this podcast. Now, I have been doing that triage because the courts are closed, and I'm going to put uh, in the description notes some links to some of the latest updates we've gotten from the courthouses uh, in New York. If you're curious uh, to see what the status is as far as the virtual courts and the court system, but uh, the bottom line is uh, for all intents and purposes, the state courts for civil litigation are basically shut down until further notice. We get uh, notifications left and right saying uh, case adjourned uh, without a date. So we really don't know when they're going to come back. Nobody knows it. That's the uncertainty. That's very difficult. Um, the federal courts are still up and running. So the cases that I do have that are pending in federal court, uh, we are still uh, up and running. So I'll talk momentarily about how we're doing that uh, and how we're trying to keep those cases running in light of everything. But you need to um, assess your business, see if you're going to have cash flow problems, which most of us are, and how best to deal with those. So what we've determined at our firm is that as far as the federal court cases, we wanna try and keep those moving as best as possible. So we're gonna keep making the motions, we're gonna keep filing our discovery documents, and we're gonna try and continue with depositions and using a Zoom video or other video conferencing. You can now um, use video for depositions. Uh, You can use video for mediation successfully. Uh, The big mediation companies are moving along as business as usual. They've successfully figured out how to do Zoom video conferences for mediations. You could have private uh, video conferences with just a mediator. They can pull everybody together. You can speak with your client. So I encourage you to uh, keep moving your cases through mediations, through arbitrations, whether it's the AAA or a binding high-low arbitration. uh, You can try and do those privately. Uh, I encourage you to do that as a way of moving your cases. Uh, The depositions in state court, we are still trying to move forward with. We're trying to get cooperation from our adversaries to keep our cases moving. Although if they don't agree to do it, unfortunately, there's nothing we can do to press on them by way of a motion to compel. But because we're all in this together, everybody needs to keep working. Everybody needs to earn an income, everybody wants to move cases on behalf of their clients. So a lot of the organizations I'm involved in, through the New York State Academy of Trial Lawyers, through the New York City Trial Lawyers Alliance, that I'm a past president and officer of, uh, we're drafting sort of rules of engagement during this crisis time to try and get everybody uh, throughout all these different organizations to agree to keep things moving. So it's important to try and do that, see what you can do to keep your cases moving. While you're doing that, you then need to look internally and see how your finances are. You need to see what kind of budget you have ahead of you, uh, whether you're gonna be able to afford it, and how to manage your cash flow. And that's a real tricky thing. So again, this goes to having a good relationship with your bank. Hopefully, um, you've heard me preach about the essential need of a good credit line. For any law practice, it's important. I've always said you wanna have a line of credit available to you to keep you going for at least six months when you figure out what your monthly budget and overhead is so that in times of crisis, whether it be a crisis like we are undergoing now through coronavirus pandemic or any other type of crisis that you may encounter personally and professionally, or maybe just a cash flow crisis, business is bad, you're not making any money, It's good to have a credit line, and now is the time that you're gonna use it. So you'll look at that credit line, see how much you have available, figure out what your monthly budget is, and see how long that can last you before you have to make any cuts. That's what you wanna do. You wanna do an assessment of what your expenses are. A good uh, managing partner, a good uh, business operator or runner, will always know what their monthly costs are. So you look at your payroll costs. Uh, You look at, uh, and by the way, I didn't mention it, but if you don't have direct deposit payroll, you need to have that certainly in a time like this, get that set up ASAP. Nobody in today's environment with technology should be sending out paychecks. So you need to see what your payroll is. You need to see what your rent, if any, is. You need to see what you spend on your marketing, if you have a marketing budget. Wherever it is that you have expenses, you need to categorize those, see what they are, see how much money you have on reserve in your coffers now, see how much you have in your credit line, and try and get a sense of how long you can last. Uh, I think six months is always a good time. Uh, I am hopeful and praying that this coronavirus pandemic will ease up where business will resume within six months. It may not. Uh, So then you have to think about what happens if six months isn't enough. But six months at a time, I think is a reasonable and smart way to look at your budget and see where you're at. If you have a sufficient credit line, if you, um, if you have enough money saved in your coffers uh, to get you through, then hold the course is my recommendation. Do the best you can. It's really important that you don't go into a sense of panic. It's important that you don't start firing people, that you don't start cutting things. Uh, Things like marketing, I've had to decide whether or not uh, we keep spending on our marketing budget during a time like this. We have a pretty substantial marketing budget through our social media and television marketing that we do. And I've decided at this point that While we can afford it, we're going to keep it going because it's important for colleagues uh, who refer us cases, for potential clients out there, for existing clients to know we're out there. And one way they know that we're still up and running and moving is by seeing our TV commercials if they're home watching, uh, by seeing us on Instagram and Facebook and LinkedIn, by getting emails from us several times a week as... uh, as they normally do and as many of you see. So we are keeping it going, especially since people have time on their hands now. So they may be looking at their social media more than ever. uh, They may be watching TV more than ever. So now's a good time, if you can, to keep that marketing going. Now, if your marketing is spent by advertising in subways or on bus shelters or billboards, you may wanna decrease that. Again, if you've listened to my marketing Episode with Brian Cristiano from season one, you have to take your message to where your audience is. Right now, your audience is at home. So they're watching TV, they're on social media. So keep it going if you can, because you're going to need that inflow of business to get you through this or to be ready for you when things get back to normal. You cannot um, cut off your money for the short term and then have that hurt you in the long term with a lack of future business. So I encourage you to do that assessment. Um, Take a look at your staff. I'm hearing about lawyers getting laid off left and right, and I'm very, very saddened to hear that. Some of the decisions are made uh, practically. People have done their triage at their law firms and saying there's just no way that we can keep all these people employed. We can't afford it, Uh, we can't do it. And then you have to make that horrible decision. To me, as a law firm owner and leader, Uh, I take that very seriously. I will keep everybody that I employ on payroll, full pay as long as necessary, and hopefully uh, till we get through this. Um, I never want someone in a time of crisis to lose a job and lose income at a time when you need it more than ever. But some firms just can't do it. So you need to do your triage. You need to assess your expenses. You need to assess Uh, assess your sources of income in your budget and decide where if you have to make cuts, you can make cuts. As a leader, you should be the first one cutting your paycheck, cutting your income to keep other people employed. Um, That's my recommendation. You're you're the captain of the ship, so you've gotta be in it with everybody. Uh, And if you're cutting everybody else's salary, you need to cut yours. I've heard of firms doing uh, across the board 20% reductions of salaries. Uh, That's another way if everybody's in it together, they're in it together and people take a a cut and pay before they'll, uh, you know, much, much better, they'll take that news much better than news that you're letting them go and they have no pay. So the triage is important. And then once you do the triage, you need to look and avail yourselves of the different programs there are out there. There are programs now that, um, through the government, where you can get loans you can get uh, paycheck protection, Uh, you can get money uh, through the federal government and the stimulus. So you need to explore every option available to you so that you can get uh, the money that's out there uh, to help you through this. And I'm gonna point you in the direction of a few places uh, that uh, I have found that uh, my firm is potentially able to benefit from. The first is the United States Small Business Association. Uh, is offering loans uh, to small businesses. So if you go to sba.gov, you will see uh, right on the homepage links to their programs and different ones that you can look to participate in. The program that I saw that I felt would be most helpful that I believe my firm can qualify for, which I highly recommend, is the Payment Protection Program, the PPP. And again, I'll have a link uh, to some information on that in the description notes here. In essence, if you qualify, uh, which most firms, uh, small business law firms most likely will be able to qualify, uh, you can get uh, your payroll covered for two and a half months for April, May and the first half of June and you have to submit the documentation of what your average monthly payroll costs are and some other banking and payroll and tax records you'll upload, Um, and and then if you get approved, they will give you payment for the equivalent of two and a half months of what your payroll is. And that can be a lot of money. The best part is, is that if you keep your staff members employed through this time period and continue to keep them employed, uh, then there's loan forgiveness. Another way of saying, you don't have to pay it back. There's no interest that you have to pay. There's no money you have to pay. It is free money in essence. And that the federal government is doing this plan to encourage small businesses to keep their staff employed, to keep employees on the payroll. Um, And I think it's a great thing that uh, everybody should avail themselves of. So take a look to sba.gov. Take a look at the payroll uh, protection program. Uh, You can also take a look at, um, see what else do they have? They have um, emergency loans. They have all types of stuff. If you go on SBA.gov, you can click around and find out the uh, resources. So it's your job as a business owner uh, to avail yourself of what's out there. You may never have thought that you could have gotten this kind of uh, loan or access to money before. So even if you have a credit line, even if you have money in the coffers and you can budget, avail yourself of these loans. Certainly if it's a forgivable loan where you can get money to help you through this crunch. So it's important that you look into resources for money as well. Don't make rash decisions during a time of crisis. That's why you need to step it up keep a cool head and be a leader and show your value uh, during these times because then you'll make smart decisions. Uh, You'll steer the ship through the rocky waters so that you'll be in a good place when you come out on the other side. Now, lastly is, you know, what can you do during the time at home if your work is slow and you just don't have a lot of work to do? whether you're a solo practitioner or a partner in a firm or an associate or a paralegal staff member, and you're trying to step it up, you're trying to show what you're worth and you're doing that, but you also have some extra time. Uh, My recommendation is use that time to better yourself, to increase your value as a person, as an employee, as a parent, as a spouse, um, Use that time wisely. That can be uh, learning another language. It can be finding time to get involved with fitness, uh, to stretch, to eat healthier, to cook more. Take advantage of the extra time that now you don't have to use to commute to work. Use that time to be with your loved ones, to Zoom and touch base with people you haven't in a long time. Um, Educate yourself in areas you may not know anything. Uh, Take CLEs. It is a great time. Look at the Academy website, the New York State Academy website, or wherever you get your CLE, and look up things that you're interested in and learn. Not only are you going to get CLE credits, but you're going to learn things that it's going to increase your value. So it's important that you do that. Um, Step up your game in all ways, professionally and personally, and that will help you get through this time of crisis. So... That's what I have to share with you during this time. I'm trying to step up my game personally, professionally. I think that's what we all have to do during this time, Uh, trying to keep my business moving forward, trying to make smart decisions, trying to avail myself and my firm of every opportunity uh, during this time period, business-wise, professionally, to take advantage of it, to better myself, to better our practice, to better prepare my law firm. Uh, for future crisis, so that if something comes up, we'll be ready to rock and roll. And I encourage you to do that yourself. I wish you all the best during this tough time and during any crisis that you have. As always, I'm available to you. Uh, Just email me. Uh, My contact information is below, but you can always email me. It's andrew at thementor.com. And I'm more than happy to reach out back to you to help you in any way that I possibly can personally or professionally. And I hope that you have enjoyed this podcast and and received some value from it. If you have, I would ask that you please share it, forward it, especially let people know if they listen to it, they can get CLE credit for it and um, like it on the page that you're listening to it from and wherever you get your podcasts and uh, take care of yourself. Keep learning, keep on your journey to legal greatness. I'm Andrew Smiley, and this is The Mentor, ESQ.